Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. In the NOCO is supported by Blue Federal Credit Union, with locations from Denver to Cheyenne, helping members tap into the power of community. More information at bluefcu.com. From KUNC and the NPR Network, this is In the NOCO, a daily slice of Northern Colorado news and happenings. It's Wednesday, January 10th. I'm Erin O'Toole. It's been decades since performers at Opera Colorado had the representation of a union. That changed recently after a hard-fought battle. They have the help of the American Guild of Musical Artists, an organization that's been busy meeting the moment and helping artists to unionize across the country. They say when the soaring arias are over and the intricate costumes come off, opera singers and performers struggle to have a voice in the face of tough working conditions. Unions, they say, help to address that. For more, In the NOCO's Robin Vincent sat down with Joshua Zabata, a tenor based in Denver who sings with Opera Colorado, and Griff Braun. He's with the American Guild of Musical Artists. Griff, I I wonder if we could start by talking about why unions are so important for arts organizations like Opera Colorado. Sure. Um, I mean, I I think unions are important for all workers, um, but I think, you know, having a background in the arts myself, I think unions are especially important for performing artists um, and, and those that support performing artists backstage. Um, it is a a profession that that artists love to do and devote their lives to, often from the time they are children. And uh, so it is easy for them to feel um, exploited and and it's often difficult for them to make a living. And so I think coming together in union and sort of creating the collective power to, you know, bargain for, the structure of a a real job is really important for artists. Griff, you know what that brings to mind is something that Joshua, you said in a Colorado Sun story that the irony of your profession is you make noise with your vocal cords, but then you don't feel like you have a voice. Why is that? Why is it hard to speak out as an opera singer, as a, a performer in this arena? It's kind of multifaceted in that it's like a lot of it comes to the environment that we're raised in and how we're trained in this profession. So many of us um, go through, you know, either this kind of conservatory model where you're learning all about your craft. Everything is about your craft and how you can really bring your best in the performance. But then so many of the practical aspects of how you do this business are not really covered and they can be overlooked. So lots of times as young singers, especially, you know, right out of my master's degree in St. Louis, I was auditioning for young artist programs, apprentice programs. And the idea that everyone always has is, okay, I just need to build my resume, get some gigs, get some experience out there. And so it's very easy to be exploited, especially for people who do not have an understanding of fundamentally of how this business works. And so for this movement to happen, I thought it was very telling that a lot of younger, especially younger singers today, because now I'm in my 40s, so very different place now than what I was when I was starting out in this uh, profession. But I feel like 
younger singers are a lot more aware of this than my generation and the generation before me. The The mentality always was, oh, this is a gig. This is an opportunity. You should just take it. And it doesn't matter if you're not getting paid your full value. It doesn't matter if you're having to commit all this extra time. Uh, those things tend to get overlooked in the service of trying to build a resume and trying to get your uh, experience. I think if I, do you mind if I jump in on it? I think also, you know, AGMA is a, is a labor union of, of uh, singers and dancers, um, you know, dancers in concert dance, as well as the stage staff supporting those disciplines, opera and dance and, and concert choral work. And I think throughout those professions, um, there's this, sense that you are always replaceable that you are doing a you are doing a job that's really just play it's just fun right you get to dance you get to sing and you you know that's your job well you know there are a lot of people that would like to do that so if you speak up we'll just find the next person that wants to do that and and that's uh you know i think that's a common sentiment maybe that's changing a bit now with a younger generation but i think it's still i think it's still very much there which is why another reason why i think a union is so important right it's a it's a group of artists and you can't replace all of us so you know we need to make sure that this job supports us and that it's one that that we can make a career out of what you're both speaking to is this notion of of collective power. And we're seeing workers organize across the spectrum, right? So it's yes. from healthcare to workers at giant, powerful corporations like Starbucks. So I wonder if one of you could talk about how this pro-union climate really played a role in your success. I can jump in on that. This is Griff. Um, I, I think, I mean, I'm kind of reiterating the framing of this, but I think that the climate is such that unions and collective action are in the air right now. I think that that pushed forward quite a bit during the Trump administration, but I think it was elevating even before that. Um, with you know workers recognizing that they were getting the short end of the stick in many cases, and of course we're talking about many different industries here, uh, but I think in you know within our world of the performing arts, there always has been a fairly strong kind of union culture within the performing arts. Right, it's not a job you can outsource. Live performance, you need live performers. And so I think that the current climate only sort of opened people's eyes to that even more. Mm, okay. Joshua, you testified before the National Labor Relations Board about your experiences singing with Opera Colorado. Now, this was a, a three-day hearing, and it was prompted by Opera Colorado's refusal to allow a union election. What was it like testifying about this? Initially, uh, I had tons of anxiety around the whole process because there's always that worry in the back of your head, and this stems from what Griff mentioned earlier is kind of the culture that we singers go into and also dancers as well, that you're replaceable. And I knew in my head that, you know, any retaliation for union activity is against the law, but at the same time, there's, there was always that worry there because, you know, people at heads of one company know another company, you know, will this be a career killer for me? And then uh, talking with my husband and also with some of my esteemed colleagues from some of the summer festivals where I work, they said, no, Josh, this is important that you're going to step forward and be a voice for this, not only for the course, but also for soloists. So they see 
the interconnectivity of all the important parts of this union movement. And I'm sure you're aware though, Robin, but this unionization at Opera Colorado is a first of its kind in many, many decades, which is, yeah. I'm just really proud to be a part of that. <laughs> it's historic. Yeah. <laughs> Griff and Joshua, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. To close us out, Joshua, would you anoint our airwaves with your voice? Yeah. Uh, hmm. Dein ist mein ganzes Herz, wo du nicht bist, kann ich nicht sein. That was Denver-based tenor Joshua Zabata and Griff Braun of the American Guild of Musical Artists speaking with In the Noco's Robin Vincent. Are you a member of a union? We want to know if it's helping you make your voice heard. Email us at noco at kunc.org. Or you can send us a text or leave a voicemail. That number is 970-614-5323. That's it for us today here on In the NoCo. Robin Vincent is our executive producer. I'm your host, Erin O'Toole. We'll see you next time.